Sal. 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 The frog says, I can jump into that water. That's not so hot. And the frog stays in the water. It gets hotter and hotter. And that's his gushmak. Until Chas uh, yeah, up to page seven. We said before about Shabbos applies to every Shabbos of the year. We learned before about Shabbos about how the world's in level of thought, and how this has to impact the rest of the year as well. That we have to feel like the world is one with godliness, and see how the world is just a a garment for God's energy. In addition to that, every Shabbos has something unique in it that makes it different than all their Shabbos. And concerning that Shabbos, the Torah says, live with the time. In Parshas Shavuah, when Nunidan regards to what we're talking about, Parshas Boy. Need to learn what is the special lesson that we're supposed to live with this week on Parshas Boy. The first thing we have to learn from is the lesson from the name of the parsha. Boy, the Jewish custom is that's the name of this week's parsha, and many of the names of the parshas are brought down very, by very early commentaries of the Torah, like Rosh Hashanah. And since this is the name of the entire parsha, including the Haftorah, which is read after the Parsha. So you don't just call the Parsha's Bay, you also even call the Haftorah, the Haftorah of Parsha's Bay. So this is the title of the whole thing, of the Parsha and the Haftorah. The Baal Shem Tev teaches us that the name of something is where its energy is, is where its energy comes from. It's, your name is a conduit for your, for your godly life force. This name includes in it the theme of the whole parsha, and there's certainly a lesson from the name of the parsha. Everyone follow so far? That's like the classic intro, so I think we've done it so far. Great. That would be very facetious when you say that, Look inside, you'll get even smarter. Okay, I saw. Inches away from. At first glance, what lesson could you learn from the name, the name boy? Just as one, just one word. It's a name that the Torah used many, many times before. As you just said, it's something we heard before. It's a, name, it's a word the Torah used many times earlier. What are we supposed to live with, with this name? When there's stands for first prefacing the words that are Shem Bayuchoi. Shem Bayuchoi asks a question. A question he asks is, why does Hashem say come to Parai? He should have said go to Parai. In Hebrew, there's a very big distinction between these two words. Leich means you should go in that direction, go there. Come means like you're coming with me. Vainim Bazeh. Oh, that explains. What's the difference between go and come? Go means go to something which is other than yourself. Go somewhere else. But boy means. But boy means. 
contrary to what I just told you a second ago, that what it was, it wasn't relevant. The, the word boy means to become completely inside something and become one with it. That's what boy means, come inside. Leich means you should go to something foreign, go there. Come means become one with it. That's what boy means, to enter it, become one with it. Go to yourself. That's another word. Lech, lecha. Go away from everything you're used to to arrive at your essence. You have to leave everything to get to your inside. Versus boy, boy means become one with whatever we're talking about. So it's something outside of you that's joining together with you. Right. Versus lech, lecha is going into your own self. Right. Koye pashtos. Apinigla. What is going on this morning? Yeah, your coffee ready? That's another one. We have a pasha up in Nigla. So we're home. What can we do? The Tarkis in shall be a beer, McMissy, my beer, behind Shalazo, watch in McKinney, be a schooly, feel a beer, Hamitchenich, and an actual beer, and the beer proves a beer schooly or angin and Gansen. According to Halacha, when the word beer mean the word beer means to enter somewhere completely, that means boy indicates that. If, also, but it's not only in regards to that, it's also in regards to the laws of entering a house, which is Tameh. So if you go in partially, if you, it's not considered that you've entered. The definition of ent- Okay. <laughs> what, what, what okay, so the word... The, the words that, which are important to remember for right now, but without getting sidetracked, is that boy means to enter somewhere completely. So if you, it says in there, go into water, for example, so it doesn't mean to go in there partially into the water. If there's one hair of, of, that's not in the water, that means you've not entered the water. Entering something means to enter something completely. If it, it, it's, not, it's not considered that part of you has experienced boy, and the rest of you has not experienced boy. If you, if part of you enters the water and there's one here out of the water, there's nothing of you that has gone that has done boy. Boy means to go completely in. This is a lesson from, from the word boy. I said that called says whatever you hear or see, you have to use it to serve Hashem. When you see something or hear something. You shouldn't look at it as something which is just parenthetical, something which is just, oh, I happen to see this, I happen to hear this. Baal says, boy, go into there. Completely enter that experience. Completely, you, you have a message from Hashem from this? So then get into that. In other words, what is Baal telling you? It's not like you saw something and you could learn a lesson from it. Baal is saying, you know why you could learn a lesson from it? Because God's talking to you. If God's talking to you, then sit up and pay attention completely because Hashem is talking to you. Think about it and see to what measure you can learn a lesson that's pertinent to you from whatever you've experienced. Okay. So this is what boy means. Well, right, but this correlates to what we were talking about yesterday, where you have the Nisayan or you have like. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we don't know yet. We're going. We're not up to the end. That's a continuation of what we were. This is a different. Si- this is the same for bringing the next sicha. We practice up to Zayin to get into more detail. You do it as a Balshan of Pasuk Beila Teva. Well, it's known that teaching the Balshanta and the words come into the Teva. Teva means the boat, but Teva explains the word boat has the same letters as the word for word. 
And Boil Teva means enter into the letters and the words of Teir and Davening. Boil Teva and Shasarach is Konis Kuloi. So you have to enter completely into the letters of Teir, the letters of Tfil, letters of Davening. Just like, just like this was true in regards to Neach. It was not sufficient that Neach knew how to build a Teva. Or that he told other people to build a Teva. That wasn't enough. What, after he built the whole Teva, what does he need to do? He has to go in. Like they ever said another Sikha about going to a doctor. It's not enough that you go to a doctor and the doctor gives you medicine. And you look at the medicine and you say, oh, that's not a very nice medicine. You have to actually take it. So too, it's not enough for Neach just to build a Teva. And tell others to build the teva. He actually himself built the teva. He actually himself entered the teva, and that's how he was saved from the flood. So, so what does that mean in regards to our prayer? You have to connect yourself and become one with the letters of Torah and the letters of Davin. To the extent that there's nothing else other than them. All there is is you and the Torah and David. That's how it's supposed to be. That's the meaning of Baila Teva. Moshantav says, come into the Teva. Come means get in there completely. Become one with the words of David. On the other hand, we have this parsha. we have something which is flies, seems to fly in the face of that teaching of Moshantav. What are we told in this parsha? Come into Pare. What are we talking about? Come to Pari. Come to the Teva, 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 That's a good idea. What does the Teva mean when it tells us, come to Pari? In contrast to Kedusha, if you're only a little part of you enters into I hope, it's as if your entire body is now become impure. <coughs> so your whole essence doesn't have to be there, only a little bit, and then suddenly now you're completely body tomate. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Either gives you action in What does it mean to come to Pari? The Zohar says that Meishar Rabbeinu was frightened to visit Pari, that take of the Klippas Pari, because the incredible power of Klippa, of evil, of the Klippa of Pari. Pari was so full of Klippa, so full of Shmutz, Meishar Rabbeinu was afraid to enter. How, how Klippadik was he? As we read in last week's Haftarah, Pari is called in the Haftarah, in the Haftarah, the great snake that, uh, that swims in the rivers, who says, I made the river and I made myself. This, this is the lowest kind of clip. This is the lower clip than Bilam. Bilam said, listen, I want to curse the Jewish people, but I know the rules. I can only do what God says. I won't be able to curse the Jewish people without your permission, so please let me curse them. Bilaam knows that although he uh, considered himself to be quite a, a uh, mitzias, quite a big shot, but he realized that Abish is bigger than him. He has to follow God's rules. But Pari was worse than Bilaam. Pari, Pari said, I don't know about Havai. I don't know about God. Not only do I not have to listen to him, I never heard of him. Who is this guy? Let's just finish the this ace. So Meishavin is told by Hashem, come to Pari. Meishavin has to go to all the various chambers until he reaches Arich of Klippe. You know, Arich, we're told in, we learn in Kabbalah and Chassidus how Arich is, not, is the part of God's crown. So conversely, in Klippe, there's also a very low, low Klippe called Pari. 
arech of klipa. He has to come to Pari, he has to go to the lowest level of Klippa, and he has to tell Pari that there's a God. He has to listen to God. And through this he broke the Klippa of Pari, and he came to him and asked him to feed the Jewish people. Go ahead. You have a question? Okay. We don't... What we said was that Meisha Ben was told by Hashem to come to Pare, which means uh, uh, why is why is Meisha Ben have to be told to come to Pare? Because Meisha Ben was afraid of the clip of Pare. Why was he afraid of the clip of Pare? Because Pare was a very lo- was scraping the bottom of the barrel of clip over here. Pare is not only like Bilam who says uh, why should I listen to Hashem, or or, or Pare says Bilam says I want to do curse the Jewish people. Just let me. Pari says, I never, never heard of Hashem. I made the river, I made myself. What is this God you're talking about? I never heard of him. Pari is, is a, a existence that never heard of God. Never heard of it. Never, why is it that Hashem made us with feet instead of uh, walking on all four? So that we should look at the sky unlike, unlike an animal that only looks at the ground. So Pari was a, such a low clipper that never looked upwards. All he knew about was himself and he made himself. He couldn't, it's, it's a level of, of, of atheism, of clipper that uh, is extraordinary. That he never thought of anything other than, than uh, of, of himself. And Meishman has to, t- has to break that clip and tell him there's a God. You have to listen to God. And he has to, and he get Pari to, li- to pay attention to what God's telling you. I don't understand why Moshe was afraid, though. He was such on a high plane. How could this, this fail? How could, how could his level of clip affect yeah, him? Could he, how could he influence him? What was he really afraid of? But, you know, when Moshe rescued the Jewish people at the very last second, he had to he had to reach down to what forty nine levels of Kupa, but fifty he couldn't, or yeah, ten did that at the last. You know, was the, you heard some kind of thing like that. Jewish people, if they would have been there for another second, they would have sunk to, to a place he was too low. Of not being able to reach him, you mean? Or, but, but, but it sounds like you're saying he was afraid for himself, Rabbi. So I'm not understanding why he would be afraid. What would, what would be his fear? Like, what would be his anxiety? He was so connected with Hashem. Tzadik, it says a story that Rebellion said about, it says once Rebellion, Zabar Hashem, went, was going to a town. Someone came up to him and said, get away from me. You're an ugly, ugly, ugly guy. Get away. So he says, go to the maker that created me. Right, I heard so that He realized story. he made a mistake. Long story short, he was begging for forgiveness for a couple of days or traveling, wouldn't forgive him. Finally come to the next town. This is Rav told this story. And he said, he said, what does it mean he was ugly? This is the people came to Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Rabbi Lazar. He said, this man won't forgive me. You know what this is? It's like the Rebbe of our generation. He said, I won't forgive him unless he promises never to call someone ugly again. What does it mean he was ugly? Why? why He's a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik. He's on such a level. Just imagine Moshe Rabbeinu. His level, like you're saying, when he saw this impurity, this man was Eliyahu Navi, who was disguised as a huge Russia, who did the, the, the most horrible oh, sins. Oh. So the, the, the Rabbi Lazar looked at this. He, said, he couldn't look at it. He said, "Get away from me! You're ugly." So the Rabbi Eliyahu, he started screaming. He said, "Kvod kedushat adnor shalita, ain't it's long mechuar, the Rebbe." Not Rebbe, he, does, he doesn't have an ugly person. He sees a yid, he says, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And that's how he brings him close to the Wow. That's beautiful. Let's, let's, yeah. 
Let's go to Eishes. Moshe Rabbeinu's fear, was he was disgusted by Pari? Was he afraid of being influenced by Pari? Everybody doesn't get into, into it over here. It's a good question. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, go ahead, Michal Mordechai. Yeah. Bilam was one of the Pari consultants. Okay. Right? Yes. So was the way that God was revealed during this scenario of Pari? Did that humble Bilam? Bilam was there. He also, he was part of that, who is Shem Havaya, right? He's part of that level. But you're saying he, he wasn't as bad as Paro. He wasn't as bad as Paro, right? Because Paro, because, because that happened. Or Stam Paro just forget Yitzhia's Mitzrayim. Paro represents... Just because he's part of Paro's court doesn't mean that he is um, uh, worse than Paro. You know, Paro is... The idea that killed him. Right, so he's pretty terrible. He's a Nazi. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't know about God. He knows about God. He's a Nazi that knows about God. Yimak Shumai also spoke about God. Um, so, but Pare was a different kind of, a lower kind of clip that, that, that didn't even hear of the existence of God. Close our Parshas Bay. What's the lesson we have from this Parshas Bay? What is Hashem telling us over here with the word boy? Remember we said the word boy means come part of something? And here we're told to come to Pare. What are we being told over here? Come to Pare. Because the name of the parasha actually isn't come to pare. The name of the parasha is just come. That means that when you're ever involved in something, whatever, whether you're involved in kedusha, whether you're involved in something holy, whether you're involved in something mundane like business, or you're involved in something which is you're involved with something that that challenges you, that opposes you. So you have to go completely into it. Away from Ptimi internally. Chsidis demands that you have to be a Ptimi. Ptimi means you have to be involved in a personal way and be present completely. Whatever you do should not be to get you to be Yoitza. Oh, I do this and I'm done. It shouldn't be to, so you should have another you know, uh, brownie point. I did this too. Rather, whatever you do has to bring your whole being into it. So that's the first thing. We learn a lesson just in the words, from the word boy. Boy means to come. It doesn't say where to go. Because whatever you're doing, the terror is telling you you're doing something, go into it. Come, come completely into Go completely into whatever you're doing. Don't say this is just, I have to get this over with. Whatever you're doing, be present. And so too is this true in regards to influencing another Jew. It's not enough for you to go out into the street and tell and go to the street and say and be a megaphone and say, "Hey, we have to make a home for Hashem in the lowest realms." Rather, you shouldn't be a megaphone. Rather, you should speak from your heart. Words that come from the heart enter the heart of the listener. And the way Hashem made a heart. Is that the, as the Zohar says, the blood that's in the heart extends to the rest of the body, spreads to the rest of the body. And so too is this, is this emotionally, when something touches your heart, it affects what you do. So if you speak from your heart, and your, where do words come from? Words come from your heart. They go through your diaphragm, go to your voice box, go into your, into your, into your uh, lungs. They come out of your teeth and your lips. And what happens? They go into another person's heart. And that person's heart is then affected to do stuff. That's what's supposed to happen over here. Boy, you're sharing a word with, a with someone, go talk to them from your heart, go reach him. 
And then when you reach him within their heart, that's going to affect everything they do. So too is this the Rebbe says in regards to their current for bringing. The Rebbe is having in this year, Tavshalom and Gimel, 1973, that is happening in Parshas Bay. It's not enough just to talk about this. It's not enough just as we're doing to repeat the Fabrengen and to write down the Fabrengen. It has to actually have results. We have to elevate all the sparks of holiness as Hashem told the Jewish people when they were in Mitzrayim that they take all the wealth out of Mitzrayim. The reason that they take the wealth out of Mitzrayim is because within the wealth was, was, was all the godly sparks that were, that were there. And so too, in regards to this exile, we have to elevate all the sparks of Kedusha in this exile. And that is accomplished through all the mitzvahs that we do during, during the exile. And as we know, the Rebbe said that this, the sufficient amount of sparks that have to be refined have already been refined. Uh, through every person going out of their own Mitzrayim, through every person going out of their own Egypt, and also helping another Jew to go out of their Egypt. We say in Davening, bless us our Father all as one. So for one person's personal geula, by him going out of his own Mitzrayim, uh, Ramam says, you have to look before you do anything, say anything, or think anything, that that thing that you're about to do could tip the scale for yourself, for merit, and the whole world. So from your personal gaula, we come to the gaula klolis, the general gaula, the coming Mashiach Tzakeinu, in a way of that we should go out of exile with an upright hand, meaning with pride and with simcha. So in short, we learned like, like, it's like this. When Hashem tells Noyach, go to the Teva, He's telling him, you're davening, you're learning, get involved, go completely into whatever you're doing. That's one lesson. In this parasha, we have a scenario where you would think that you don't have to get so involved, you don't have to get so connected to. You're going to Parah, you would think you're going to Parah, just get it done with. But uh, the terror says, there was a Jew, he was Mashpir Yisrael, his name was Rochelle Brook. Rochelle Brook, he was he used to get heckled by by Fabrenga, by another very very brilliant man. Uh, I won't say his name, Sashnohara, but he was a very brilliant man. But he's a little bit of Apicaris, and he used to he used to bother Rochelle Brook, Brook by the Fabrenga, and Rochelle Brook wanted this guy to leave him alone. So what he did was was like this one these, and uh, that, <laughs> that that ended the heckling of that Fabrenga. But uh, that was telling us over here that. That you shan't, you cannot try to fulfill your obligation of what you're obligated to reach out to other people. That says boy, boy means that whatever you're doing, whether it's whether it's teva, whether it's holy, whether it's business, whatever you're doing, you have to com- go completely into it. Boy, into, it doesn't it doesn't qualify what boy means. It just says boy, which means that even if it's not teva, even if it's para, if it's the lowest possible thing, that's that's what you're dealing with. You have to go challenge a pirate. You have to go break the clip of pirate. You have to be completely present in what you're doing. And you can't just, oh, I have to get this done done with. You have to be completely into whatever you do. L'chaim. What, what if you have a job like, like Rav David over here? You have, to go, you have to go fight with uh, Sharia law or something. That's your job. 
when Hashem gives you a mission, you gotta do your mission, whatever whatever your mission is. What about the Egypt? The last thing you said about the Egypt. When you, when you go out of your personal Egypt and help others, what what's the result that then comes back? From your personal gula causes the gula of all the world. That's that's what Amos says. Your personal gula affects everyone's gula.